This is the Dear Warren Podcast. And we are on. Welcome to the podcast, another edition of War Games. I think this is number four. And what we do on this podcast is that we enjoy uh, playing video games, commenting on them, tell a little story behind them, as well as uh, the, the importance of it. it. plays a fun part in our lives. I'm once again joined by Jessica. Hello. And we are once again playing Zelda, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, because I think you can do like a whole like 10 part podcast on this game. <laughs> I think it is expansive enough considering how much time I feel like we've both spent on it. Uh, there's just a lot to cover, it feels like. And it's a lot of fun, though. And you've, it, it seems like the, the past few days you've been getting deep into it. You've been on a tear trying to discover things and, and unlock more things and uh, actually start, uh, what is it, that main storyline progression and actually try to fight the main, what is it, divine guardians? I think that's what they call them. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it last time where I just don't particularly enjoy being forced into a adventure battle storyline if I can help it. So I've been avoiding it and just finding little shrines and getting little Korok seeds and doing the other things you can do, upgrading gear. And then finally I bit the bullet and said, okay, it's probably about time that I start to do a couple of these main quests. So I did bang out one or two and then now I'm taking a break again. <laughs> and uh, before we get deeper, deeper into, once again, the discussion about the video games, um, as, as I really enjoy doing, because when do you get to really like sit down and really talk gaming? You know, you never really get a chance to do that or, 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 or hear about it, unless you're the type that just enjoys, you know, going in and watching all those uh, Let's Play videos or watch on Twitch streams. But you're listening to a podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we hope you had a wonderful, uh, happy holiday so far, right? Yes. Well, you said Merry Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas Kwanzaa. Christmas Kwanzaa. Yes. That kind of covers the major ones. I'm sure there are probably some uh, um, other holiday holidays that go on in, in, uh, in other parts of the world, but I'm sorry, that's all I can uh, fit in my one sentence. And uh, that's why they have that really generic, oh, look at you go. You can hear all that battling going on. She's taking out some big uh, moblin skeletons. It's at nighttime, so they attack during the night. I don't think I ever put that together. Do they only attack during the night? Those things? Do you ever notice that they only come out at night? You just you just discovered it now. <laughs> you you give you've been my, playing this game for how long? You give my uh, my perception ability too much credit there. Apparently. Oh, we can definitely talk about that story with Fatal Frame and, oh, and my geez. thing with not reading the manual. The but we'll get, worst. get back, back into that in a second. Uh, why don't you uh, wish everyone the you know happy holidays or or ask them how they're doing? Go ahead, hon. But they 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 can't talk back, so it's it's going to be a one sided conversation that consists of. Hope you had a good holiday. Hope mm -hmm. you didn't eat and drink too much. Well, who am I kidding? You totally <laughs> ate and drank too much. We all did. And I hope that it was filled with lots of love and laughter and light and all those yeah, types. Lots of cookies and sweets. Oh, The one time sure. of the year where, where I fall off the wagon. I oh, try to do very, too. as much as I uh, uh, attempt to backseat parent and preach like, sugar's bad for you. We've got all these Netflix documentaries on healthy eating and a, and a plant-based diet and stay <laughs> away from sugar. It's the devil. You can have as much meat and fats as you want. Go paleo. Be a hunter-gatherer. Eat like that. And then I'm just like, cookie. See for cookie. That's one of Warren's favorite Sesame Street songs is C is for cookie. But 
I would agree. I totally fall off the wagon too, especially because I really haven't done sugar at all very much this year. But when you're the one baking the cookies, it's just really hard to not eat them too. <laughs> Taste test. You got it. I gained three pounds there. Did you? Yes. Well, that's just water weight <laughs> in the form of it's chocolate cookie, chip cookie, cookie dough. It's, it, it's, it's all chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and cookie dough. And uh, the, the other thing, <coughs> excuse me, that I want to throw out there is, uh, you know, uh, my, my apologies to, to our listeners where uh, um, I put something up about Jess's podcast that was that we, uh, you know, you, you try and do a good thing and then things just, you know, never go your way when you want them to, especially around the holidays. So, I so what you're to, saying is you hate me and no, you didn't post no, the podcast. I love you. Mm-hmm. I want, I wanted this one to be a special Christmas present. That's why we recorded it, uh, um, early. We actually recorded it earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And we, and I wanted to upload it and release it on Christmas day. Mm. So like when everyone was done unwrapping their presents, right. And then you're sitting there with your family and there's nothing else to do except just, uh, you know, gorge on Christmas cookies and everyone's sitting there staring awkwardly at each other. Yep, right? Trying, it, it, to, <laughs> trying to avoid awkward familial conversation when. Especially you when you go home for the holidays. I know there's probably people that like have uh, in-laws or other people come over and you're just like, oh boy, <laughs> I got to gotta talk to these people again. Especially with uh, all the wonderful things that have happened this year. Oh my goodness. Yep. So you're sitting there, right? And all you got was uh, a, a sweater and a gift card, right? I'm on, well, that's what I got, but, <laughs> and, and, uh, everyone else is, 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 is enjoying, they're having their fun and, and you just, and, and you, you got no, nothing else better to, you don't, you don't want to watch the game. There's nothing else on TV except that Yuletide log, right? Is it called Yuletide log or Yule log? Yule log. Yule log. You know, that burning, uh, uh log picture thing that they have on loop on Netflix. Is that a Christmas thing or is that a new year's thing? Hey, Queen of Christmas. I think it's a New Year's thing. I mean, we had, <laughs> when we were at Christmas Eve, we had a, I guess a version of a Yule Log, but it was like, a, they had a setup of an old fashioned, like living room with, you know, plush chairs and lights and a fireplace. And they had cats and dogs sleeping like front and center and like switching out like little kittens. It was the cutest thing. Uh, but that was the the Yule version for Christmas. But I think it is a New Year's thing. I remember one year we had what can only be described as, I think, a psychedelic Yule log where <laughs> it was tie-dye, hippie, Woodstock. The flames, man. Colors. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my dad thought it was the greatest thing, so he kept <laughs> it on. And uh, that's what we watched <laughs> that's what you watch awkwardly and when you don't want to like make conversation an actual conversation with uh uh family and friends and acquaintances so anyway uh the point of all that was um i thought i was uh, uh filling a niche of hey there's this period where you know i'm not a kid anymore or maybe your kids have taken over your video game system or they've taken over the tv and uh you just don't want to browse your phone anymore you don't want to be looking at yet another christmas tree yet which by the way everyone uh i'm I'm not knocking your feeds or your contributions of your christmas trees and your wonderful pictures of your family and friends (laughs) not knocking that at all everyone's beautiful um but sometimes you know it's just like christmas cookies you all right i want to look i want i want something different now so 
that's my long-winded way of saying I wanted to s plan something special and release Jessica's well in-depth podcast of, of martial arts history and uh, opinions on the politics of it very in-depth I wanted to release that right on uh, Christmas I wanted to upload it and have it uh, uh, show up in your in your feed um, uh, on your phone at, at like let's say I think we tried to release it at uh, a little before noon or a little afternoon, mm -hmm. just when everyone's finishing up, you know, the kids are over their excitement of unwrapping their gifts and you're just like, what do we do next? Boom. Have a podcast, listen to it in the background as you, as you, I don't know if you, if you bake something else or you just want to hear, hear a little something a, a night, and we even named it a Christmas special. <sighs> <laughs> what happened? Um, for whatever reason, um, our, our, our podcast host, uh, well, I thought it was originally that like everyone was getting, uh, everyone being in iTunes that, uh, uh, during the holidays, everyone probably bought each other a bunch of iTunes gift An cards or something. just attacked me. Oh geez. Oh geez. And another ostrich has come to attack Oh my you. goodness. We will get back to the gaming soon. And this is just my long apology and explanation for, for Jess and, and for people who are looking forward to that uh, episode, because after I uploaded it, I prematurely announced it. Hey, it's ready to go. <coughs> So anyone trying, attempting to get the episode on iTunes um, was met with, uh, it's not up, buddy. So I was aware of that. And uh, the, the long story short is, is that I thought it was because iTunes was overloaded because everyone was getting iTunes gift cards and trying to buy new music or buy new movies. Um, but it, it turned out to be something on our provider's end where... I, I went through, uh, jumped, what is it? You jump through hoops, you go through what? Mm -hmm. What's the term? No, you jump through hoops, yeah. You jump through hoops trying to figure out what's going on. I'm a semi-technical guy. I thought I could figure it all out. And the last thing I wanted to do was reach out to like technical support or tech support because mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, at that point, it's, it's out of my hands. And I don't like that. I like to try and see if I could figure it out. Finally, I had to give it up. And then I reached out to them, uh, I think like the next day, because all the other things where I read on Apple of how to like, you know, reset your feed or uh, in any case, they said, oh, well, everything is good on your end. Uh, uh, we, we, we've checked and now everything works. And it worked obviously because I sent an email and they must have changed something. Right, right. <clears throat> and then they didn't really take responsibility for it. They more so were just kind of like, it's fixed now. Yep. Isn't that great? Mm. And left it at that. So the, we, we learned a lesson. Well, at least I learned a lesson that, um, now I, before I announce, I'm just going to really make sure that that thing is actually up and, and running because it never happened before. Mm -hmm. So in this case, um, we have, I, I guess I'll just semi promote it. Now we have a special, uh, uh, special edition Sunday podcast coming up. Yeah. And this will be a kind of like a. Um, at least the way we're formatting it right now, kind of like a highlight slash countdown podcast of some of the best moments, whether it be extremely insightful from all our featured guests. I'm trying to go through every single guest and grab a clip from them of just like uh, either something very insightful, something hilarious, something deep and uh, relating it to a lesson to Warren in the spirit of the podcast. So um, hoping to promote that here in this podcast. So uh, I hope you guys look forward to it. Um, and I will make sure that it's up on iTunes and readily available to download before I, uh, announce that it's out. So, and that's that. That's my long apology to you, hon. I'm sorry, but oh, I, I, think, okay. I think it worked out though, because, uh, uh, apparently there are a lot of non iOS subscribers and, and we were, we were seeing like, okay, it's, it's still getting downloads. It's not like it's, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, I think it's also, it taught us a lesson that if we are going to time things, that we should get the files uploaded and just not announce mm. until, you know, if we weren't, we're trying to time it a little bit better. Uh, but no, it's okay. I know it's All not right. A- now, now everyone's going, all right, you, we get it. You, you uh, screwed up, yeah. well, which I did. I'm a moron. I'm sorry. But, you know, I was just trying, I was trying to be like you as, as far as not the queen of Christmas, but trying to give everyone a Christmas gift oh. and, uh, and, and, and the, the gift of giving and the gift of Jessica, right? <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. Nope. And, 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 look, and look what happens when I try to give the gift of Jessica. It's, I'm, I'm, best, <laughs> I'm best in small doses is what I'm learning. <laughs> I don't have a complex at all. <laughs> I feel totally valued. So now that, now that we're, uh, uh, oh, you're being targeted by a guardian. Uh, Oh, that little red laser light. You're running straight. There you go. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. You're able to dodge to the side. Um, oh, geez. He's coming. All right. Do you want to be Do you want to be gutsy and, and uh, try the shield reflect? The no, parry? no. Why not? Because I did that once. I just want to get fireproof lizards so I can upgrade my lava gear. I know, but this guy's going to be there. Do you have any uh, uh, ancient arrows on you? No. Then you're going to have to face them off. Save it. Save what? Save where you are. And then <sighs> here we go. So there's guardians and they're basically like big turrets and they're more advanced, especially in this world of where it's like fantasy and there's like, you know, swords and knights um, in Zelda. But these things are like walking uh, technological uh, turrets and they shoot laser bolts at you. But the cool thing is that if uh, they have a parry mechanic with your shield that you can hold it up and when they shoot the laser, if you time it correctly and you hit a button at the right time and there's a little bit of like an audio and a visual cue, it will reflect the laser right back at it, and you can one-shot it. One-shot meaning you kill in one shot. Um, and Jess is not really, hasn't really gotten the timing down yet, but I have a feeling um, we, may, we may get lucky here. It's, so, an, it's an audio cue, which doesn't particularly... Well, oh, here we, well I'll shut up. It's not very easy. We, we'll, I'll shut up right here. So, And it's, and it's walking away from you. Hold hey, on. Doofus, come on, Doofus. Hold on, let me grab the control. It's the volume, Let's so maybe see. people can hear. It's like a, eh. it makes like a eh, eh, noise. All right, so Jess is being focused. Hey, Donnie. Oh, nice. All right, here we go. Get your shield out. Yes. Boom. Oh, you have to do it two more times. Two. Oh, here's the performance pressure, hun. Live Shh. on the podcast. Okay. Yes. In High your five. face. High In five. your face. And there's the victory music. Okay, can you put the volume down? You're going to yes. wake up there, son. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't know if you heard that in the background, but that that was not rehearsed. That was all Jess. And <coughs> as much in the previous podcast where she claims she's not really that good at combat, I think uh, she's she's uh, gotten a bit better there. That That was three for three. That was specific timing on a very, you know, tight window to parry, shield parry against that laser, and she nailed it. I'm learning. And, and, and it's forever immortalized on a podcast, and then you can play it to all our uh, listeners who are actually uh, still listening. <laughs> I know, right at this point. Because, of, because they, they want to hear a little bit more about Zelda and the game, as opposed to me ranting on and on uh, about what a moron I am with uh, podcast uploading. So, back to the game. Uh I actually also wanted to do this because a, a, a quick shout out to Jason, who uh, inspired me to do yet another one, or, or to tell Jess, we got to do another one, because apparently, I think he was he was already wanting to get this game, Yeah. 
right? Mm-hmm. And maybe this uh, just pushed it over the edge. But if he's listening right now, I, I wouldn't you. give us that much credit. Although it is, he did. Say I want to give myself that oh, much right, credit. Fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't let me stop you. Giving myself credit. All right, you you go go. ahead now. Go ahead. So what I'm doing right now is there's a a gear enhancement aspect to the game. So I'm trying to find lizards because apparently lizards make better gear. I I don't particularly question your game logic. There's not really much logic. Yeah. I mean, what have been some more ridiculous ingredients that you've seen for things? I feel like there's eyeballs and, and wings. Guts. Guts. The guts of a monster, like a specific monster. And then you can cook them, too. And you can eat them. Oh, the funny part is, I think we mentioned it before. When you cook something and, like, um, it's not, like, a valid recipe, it, it, uh, they call it dubious food. And they actually, like, uh, censor it out. Kind of like, uh, uh, they pixelate it. Yeah. Instead of, like, being nice and clear of what the food is, it's just, like, a blurred, like, yeah, you made, you basically made, like, a turd. So it's like Aunt Margaret's uh, <laughs> green bean casserole for Thanksgiving. Yes. It's dubious. <laughs> gross food, as, as, uh, our, our nephew would say. And he would crack up when he would be, I made gross food. <laughs> I want to make more gross food. And he just basically took all of our best materials in, in one of my games and just, used it all to make quote gross food to be fair that's sort of a new move on your point you mm-hmm. never use your save file for oh no no he uh, he was he was told not to save oh, so okay it well was that's fun. completely In different case, so back to the game and uh i was i was re-listening to the to the other podcast to to review and, and make sure i wasn't flubbing too much i i kept using the word uh exploratory and it's such a a, a game that encourages exploration there was a lot of explore oh. in there. So I'm going to try and cut back on that. I would just say the world is expansive mm. and it's immersive, right? It's also an open world. So yes. we talked about how mm-hmm. it's, it's very much like Grand Theft Auto in the way that there's no perceived boundaries. There are boundaries that you can eventually hit where it says you can't go any further, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, you have to really push it in order to get there. You know, it kind of reminds me of when we first played World of, War- <laughs> world of Warcraft where... Oh, geez, yeah. We kind of went into World of Warcraft not knowing too much about it. And there are the starting areas, sort of Goldshire was the main town. And there were these sort of starting territories. And we had... And they were like a decent size, especially like when you compare them to like the the video games that we had played previously. Correct. So we had, I think we had probably... Wow, this is a really big world. Been to that, in that area for a couple of hours. And then we had asked our brother-in-law, Joe, at the time, who was who was a big player and we had said, you know, Hey, we started the game. We don't know really what to do next. And he's like, where are you? And I, you know, we told him and he's like, I'll be right there. And we said like, is it, is it much bigger than this? Like, are there other places to go? And I just remember he just laughed at us for a good long while and said, let me show you, follow me. And what we had seen was probably what? One twenty-fifth of the entire map. Oh yeah. We thought that it was point. like, Oh, it's so huge. And then all of a sudden like, Oh shit! Like we thought the town was it, but then you find out that like you're in a state, and then you're like, oh okay, that's it. And then you find out the state is in like a whole region, and then you find out that region is in a whole country. So <laughs> it it was just like layer upon layer of like, oh fuck, this is a lot bigger than we thought it than we thought it would be. So and yes, go ahead. There are games. I, I was thinking of one of the Final Fantasy. It might have been Final Fantasy 13, where they talked about it like being either the, the tunnel effect or 13. There is the tube. The they call tube. it the tube. So there are video games, and that one just came to mind, where you are basically forced down a, a path, one path. One path, like in terms of you can only walk in this area. From point A to point B. 
And there's and no, it, yeah, there's nowhere else no to straying. go. You can't go on a side quest. You can't go to like another like part of the world or another just to like dilly dally or just or explore or there we go. Use the word again <laughs> or, or just do anything besides, as you were mentioning, the main quest line is, you know, defeat the four main bosses in order to advance in the game. And you're like, no, nah, I want to see what's over that mountain, you know? Yep. And I don't do very well with the, the go to A to B. I, I do like the expansive nature of the different types of games where you kind of have free will. It's almost like a free play mode. Sandbox. Sandbox. And uh, I think that Zelda does it really well in this game specifically. So you can do quite a bit. And if you wanted to just kind of sightsee, you totally can. And there's so much, there's so many things to uncover. So Korok seeds are something that you get when you do like, think of it like a, a little mini puzzle or when you see something that's out of place and you shoot it or you throw a bomb at it, these little green we we I think we went over. Did we little did yeah, nine, little that there's nine hundred of them in yeah, the game? We, yeah, we didn't mention how many of them there actually were. There are nine hundred of these seed opportunities. Nine hundred little mini mini side quests. Did you just shoot that ostrich in the face with bullet time? <laughs> there's a there's a mechanic in the game. Do you want to explain the bullet time? So when you so there's two ways to combat. You can do melee combat with a sword or a hammer. And then there's ranged, which in this case is a bow and arrow. So you can just, you know, bow and arrow people from the ground and it's real time. However, if you jump from a high place and paraglide, so in the beginning of the game, you get kind of like a little parachute. So if you jump off a high place, paraglide, and then draw your bow, you get very much a, a matrix stop, like a time bullet slows time, down. Like, they call it bull, yeah, I guess yep. bullet time. And so you can still move in, in real time, but everything else slows down. So you can get, so it's kind of like you get off like rapid shots. Um, another video game, Max Payne, um, if people have played that uh, as, a, as far as a per, first person shooter, that also incorporated bullet time uh, very well. Probably like one of the first that were able to do it before the Matrix decided to like trademark that. I think they probably trademark that mm. term, but in any case... Well, also, too, I mean, it's interesting that we were talking the other day about how movies had that special thing, that cinemata cinemagraphic, cinemagraphic aspect of a movie that kind of made it stand out. We mm. talked about Matrix, and then we talked about Inception. Yes. Whereas sort of the visual Inception, it was kind of like the world folding on itself. Mm. In the Matrix, it was obviously the visual and, and sort of the, the, <coughs> the big battles with the agent guy. And, and I think this. Inception, we, we were talking more so of like just the, the concept of the movie of like, you know, layers upon layers in your dreams and then, you know, uh, 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 fighting through it and having to trigger it in order to wake up from it. Um, Matrix, more so, the as you were saying, the visual aspect of just like she jumps in the air and then it slows down and does, does that like rotation to like see her from all angles and then she releases the kick. Mm. So, yeah, that definitely was. I think, I don't know if Matrix was the first one to do that, but it was one of the first, if not the first. I also thought Inception did have some interesting, to your point, oh, yeah, the, the fold the world, like the cafe scene. Yeah, where it was kind of like tumbling and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and also when, when, when he had to like walk through a city and it was like made up or something. And uh, I think, what's her name that's in there? Ellen Page? Is that I her think name? so, yeah. I think it was Ellen mm -hmm. Page, where she's the, uh, I think they called it the architect, where she herself would make up the world. Mm -hmm. And 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 they, they showed what happens when she makes up the world, and then she's not allowed to uh, 
use things from her memory. It has to be like made up because when she uses things from her memory, then like bad things happen. And he's like, oh shit, you use something from your memory. And then you see like the whole world start to like, as she's like collapse in on them. Mm. So that was really cool too. <clears throat> so to that, that end, the bullet point, the bullet time very much reminiscent of matrix rather than inception is something that is employed in the combat of breath of the wild, which is refreshing to see. And so <laughs> the ostriches are not actual like active enemies. They're just kind of like, uh, um, uh, creatures that just roam around. You can hunt them in order to, you know, get their, uh, materials or, or, you know, you can get meat from them in order to, uh, uh, for, for recipes or to cook food. <clears throat> and so they're not actively attacking Jess. So instead of just like, you know, slowly hunting up and then like sneaking up on them and then shooting them from afar, like a true, uh, you know, courageous bow hunter, like a, like a Mike Whitmire, <laughs> you sneak, snuck up on it, jumped and then use like bullet time <laughs> in order to zoom in and then, and then scored a critical headshot <laughs> on it. it. It was a bit excessive, but, <laughs> That's ne- the word. excessive. but, but necessary. <laughs> and, 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 uh, as you were going through this area, there were a bunch of flying bats and you were picking them off without any bullet time. So mm-hmm. you're getting pretty handy with that bow and arrow there. I'm working on it. And in this expansive world, it's also intuitive, uh, for any player that plays because, um, it's not just one, I would say like, um, when you were mentioning Grand Theft Auto, it's kind of like, obviously they're modeled after the, the, the specific cities, whether they be LA or New York City, and you would go to the their own kind of like makeshift boroughs that are supposed to reflect, oh, a Staten Island, mm-hmm. oh, here's Manhattan. In Zelda, you don't, got, you don't have that. You don't have any, obviously, real world landmarks to play off of, but what they do play off of is environments. So mm-hmm. here, uh, Jess is around a little area that's out, that like borders a volcano. Yep. So it, it's it's a little less grassy, and then as she gets closer and closer to the volcano, uh, obviously it gets ashier and it gets more mountainous in uh, in, in the terrain, and also as you ex- as you would expect, it gets hotter there. There's actually like a, um, environmental hazards where if you go too far into let's say the 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 tundra and and the Arctic part, you start losing health if you are not properly equipped to handle the cold. Mm-hmm. If you go too far in the desert, properly equipped to handle the heat. So it's, you know what I mean? It, it, it plays on very common things that anyone can relate to, especially when you get into a world of fantasy in this, in this case. And I think also having the different environments allows a game to have conflicting elements in combat that either oh. OPs, overpowers your skills or underpowers your skills it reminds me a lot of pokemon where Mm. if you were a fire pokemon your biggest enemy was the water pokemon if you were uh water versus lightning or if you were a ground pokemon like your enemy was the water pokemon Mm. and then i think fire first i think i got that backwards so grounds weakness was water water's weakness i think was fire a lot of games do that they call it the uh rock paper scissor method is it so yeah, because one would always beat the other, but like, you know what I mean? One would not very effective against the other one, you know? Right. So in the Zelda environments, you have to kind of find, if you're in the volcano, using the frost oh. weapons, mm-hmm. if you had them, would be, you know, much more impactful than just using regular weapons. And it comes into play a, a lot more with just like individual Monsters. I don't know if it comes into play too much with with the with the bosses. Maybe it does, 
maybe it doesn't. I, I didn't really pay much attention to like, you know, oh, do, did I have the proper element, you know, the counter element to fight against the, the guardian spirits or whatever they are. But in any case, look at this. You've built Terrytown. Why don't you, why don't, um, you give a synopsis of what uh, Terrytown is? Because I know this was a, it holds a special place in your heart when it comes to games. <laughs> so I love to build environment like i like to build buildings if you give me the option to build a farm build a house build a pet build a person i'm there just like in the stardew valley uh series that we did oh that's exactly why i like the stardew valley (laughs) because i can basically create my world so zelda has a, a side quest where you can restore a home basically buy a home and restore it which is you know really exciting for people like me but you can also eventually build a town. So the quirky thing about it is that, you know, you, someone is sent to build basically this town and you have to recruit people to help build the town as well as live in the town. But the, the thing that they all have to have in common is that their name needs to end in son, S-O-N. <laughs> so he's like, go to this town, find somebody. But, you know, my requirement is their last name needs to end in son. Like, imagine if that was applied to a real world town. Like, oh, you can't, you can't live in this town unless your last name was ended in a first name. I think it was first name or there's no last names in Zelda. Yeah. So in in this case, who who are some of the sons that you ran into? I know the first guy's name is Hudson. There was a Bolson. Yeah. Um, well, you can, you can, you can, you can actually go right up to that guy and then see what his name is. Or when you talk to him. Yeah. Let's see. That guy. So one of the merchants sells you arrows, and his name is Fison. Fison. <laughs> he's a he's a bird who sells arrows. <laughs> Let's see who else we got. But in any case, so you you run into the architect company where obviously every that oh our good friend Grayson, Pellison and his son Pellison. So um, obviously you run into an architecture company that you know they need people to populate this town with the last name Son, but. That's not just it. You also had to do what? You had to do a bunch of like uh, a series of quests and gathering materials, right? Yep. You had to get wood and more wood and more wood and chop down trees and and uh, do certain things and get certain people here. So it was fun for sure. Because each each uh, son, like Pellison and Hudson and Bolson, one was a carpenter. Another one was a um, um, like a, an arrow maker, an item shop owner. And so it populates your town. And then... Eventually, uh, you actually find two other uh, people. You get them married here, I think it mm-hmm. is. But you eventually have your own little town called Terrytown, <laughs> which uh, uh, just gleefully and, and without having to bend her arm was like, I'm doing that quest. And how long did it uh, about did it take you to complete it? Maybe an hour or two. All of it? Yeah. yeah. But I was just like dedicated. I, but to I it. was committed. <laughs> yeah, she was committed to to really making sure that this side quest was done. Are you kidding? I get to build a town and <laughs> and people get married. This, I'm there. <laughs> I'm totally there. And and then she you you reap the rewards of it because now you have a nice little home base where you can come back to to recover uh, a free inn and uh, discounts on like specific weapons and items. So that's a tip for people when you eventually do are able to. What oh, is that? Remember that monster? I love monsters guy. Yes. That we talked about. There he is. Gonna go find him. He looks like he has like a, he's in a hot air balloon that looks like one of Cher's like 1980s <laughs> concert headdresses. It's brilliant looking. 
And I, and I think the last time you interact with them, you didn't actually get to see what like you could buy from him or trade in. So, oh, it's raining. Just fine. Yeah. So here's the cool thing. Um, not only is there environment as far as like volcanoes and everything, weather changes as well too. So it'd be sunny, it could be cloudy. And when it rains, uh, the fun part about it is that you can't climb anything because since it rains and, and the rock walls are so slick that you'll actually start slipping down um, if you attempt to climb. So you do actually have to take weather into account in this game. And then there's one awesomely annoying scenario where it lightning storms. And do you want to explain light and what happens when lightning storm happens? So if you're not particularly paying attention, <laughs> you just keep getting hit by lightning and you're not really sure why. You so see yourself spark too. You, it warns you. You, you, you. Like your whole body starts like... Bzz, 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 well, it doesn't... Bzz, 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 and then suddenly... I think it's more obvious to some people because it wasn't obvious to me, but <laughs> the items in your inventory are made of metal or some of them are made of wood and you can actually go into your inventory and see visually a marker that would tell you that, hey, this is a conductor of electricity. <laughs> Unequip it or else you're going to get shocked. So that's, I think that's a new thing. I mean, has Zelda it, really ever I, incorporated weather? I, I, don't, I don't recall. I, yeah, I don't recall that from, from other Zeldas. And, and people can go ahead and correct me if, you know, if I'm way off. But, oh, here we go. Another picture to take another selfie with your double axe. But, yeah, so... It, 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 there's really nothing like the first time where you're running around and you're like, wait, why is it sparkling? Why am I sparkling? And all of a sudden, like you die from like a single one shot, like yeah, lightning like... bolt striking you, striking you. So here we go. You get to talk to Kilton yes, yet again. And, and it looks like it's going to complete a, a quest because there's a little red exclamation point on him. Oh, are you going to take a picture of him? I am. Does he have, he has like a button as his eye. He's kind of a hodgepodge. So he's a monster, right? He's a mm -hmm. monster trader. Oh, you. You know what's really crazy right now, what you're doing? What? So, um, in the game, you have a, a Sheikah slate, which is pretty much the equivalent of, like, an iPad or an iPhone, <laughs> but in Zelda world. And she's taking a picture in the video game of this monster, and she's on that screen. And then what Jess just did was that she used her iPhone in real life, here, <laughs> sitting on the couch, to take a picture of her character taking a picture of... Uh, yeah, so I just find humor in that because there's a little bit of inception going on there. So a picture of a video game character taking, taking a, a picture. picture of a picture, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. But in any case, let's see what Mon, Mon exchange for. Yeah, exchange what is Mon? Exchange for Mon. What is Mon? He told me already. What is it? You weren't paying attention. It's his currency. Oh, he, it's his currency. Okay. He made it up. Exchange for Mon. Let's see. And what can you buy with Mon? I don't know. See, this is something I never really got into. Go to monster parts. Monster parts. There we monster go. Monster parts. Okay. Um, so sell one of those fangs or something because you got like a lot of them. Uh, okay. So let me sell. I'm selling 10 of these, which will give me 60 mon. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll add, add your new mon to your balance. Okay. Oh, I have. Look, I have a little balance now. It has a little coin. What and, then, will, and then what can you, can you buy something with a mon? So go back and then see what... Okay, now then, okay. Spend, Spend some, some mon. mon. <laughs> this guy's so excited. He's really excited. I'm his first customer, he said. Monster gear. Ooh. Oh, I think he sells specific masks. Mm. Ooh. But if you wear the mask, ah, oh, so it's kind of like from these, with this money, you can buy monster camouflage. So what else do you, can you get? A wooden mop. A spring-loaded hammer. 
it doesn't hurt. But the fourth swing and it. A bokloban mask. Okay, so so obviously these masks are for you to be able to probably walk into like uh, those campfuls of uh, monsters and not get detected by them mm. until you actually until you actually fight them. The spring-loaded hammer looks funny because it doesn't do any damage, but on the if you hit them four times in a row, the fourth one is supposed to send them flying. So that's probably more for humor. For sure. I mean, should I buy some of these things or no? Um, it is, depends. is he hard to find? I don't know. But I would say that um, um, a lot of you... Well, it, it depends on what you want to do. Because in this game, monster parts are also used, as you saw, for armor upgrades. So do you want more, better, uh, <laughs> more, better? More, better. Mm. Do you want better uh, main uh, armor as far as uh, what, you, you know, for defense? Or do you want masks so you can uh, not have to fight and be, take a more stealth approach? So it depends on your play style. So if you're the type that doesn't like to engage and just want to explore a lot, one would argue that you would go for uh, the masks. One would argue that if you are the type that likes to jump in one on six <laughs> with reckless abandon, then you would uh, make sure your armor is uh, uh, nice and upgraded. Or if you're the 100% completionist, like Amario, you'd be like, mm, I'm going to buy it eventually, you know? So Yeah. Uh, I think I'll, I'll pass for now, but I think mm. I know that I'll eventually have to find this guy and do it again. Although I think he moves all the time, no? I think he rotates. Only open at night. So maybe he's right here? I think he rotates among the, like those four towns, um, and obviously uh, a quick Google can yeah. probably let you know like where, where he'll is. show up next. Or we don't Google; that's cheating. Um, we don't Google, and also apparently I don't uh, read the manuals a lot of the time. So uh, I alluded in the beginning of the podcast about the Fatal Frame story, um, and I forgot why we brought that up. It was something having to do with not following directions or. Or it, or of something of that sort. Uh, so Fatal Frame was an older uh, game. I think it was on Xbox. And the purpose of the game, it's like a horror survival. But instead of like having a shotgun or a gun in order to like shoot monsters, there's ghosts, and you have to take pictures of them in order to uh, destroy them. It's a it's a Japanese inspired game. So it's like a Japanese horror um, um, uh, genre. And uh, in any case, uh, the character that you have, I remember she, uh, you know, it, it, it's a third person view or something like that. So you walk around towns and, and certain environments and eventually when you run into ghosts, like some of them move faster than others. And I just remember like, like really holding down hard on the thumbstick to like try and get her to run, but like nothing would happen. And then, uh, Jess, like in the beginning of the game, the first hour of the game, she was like, why can't you run? And then what did I say? You were like, well, you know, it must be because they're building suspense. It must be, you know, the, this is the way to do it. So I, <laughs> I let it go. I mean, I figured that he was right. And then at this point, you had been playing this game for a couple of days. And you were, and I was on the last, last level. I was were, on yeah, the last you boss. You were almost there. And the whole time you were just walking with this girl, avoiding, you know, these monsters just chasing me. And like, I'm just barely surviving. I'm like trying to find like these optimal paths to avoid them or to like, uh, you know, path them in a way where I'm not getting hit. 
So I believe, you know, you were on the last level. We were hanging out. This is years ago, probably over five or six years ago. And you went to the bathroom and I, and I picked up the controller and I was like, let me, and it wasn't even, I was just kind of like putzing no, no, no. around. You, did, you didn't pick up the controller. You, you, uh, I remember you brought it up one more time because like this monster was fast and you're like, are you sure you can't run? This is, this is my memory. And by the way, uh, once again, great uh, impression of me. (laughs) And uh, then um, you, you walked up and then you were like, are you sure you can't run? There you go. Impression of you. Mm. And I'm like, honey, I told you it's not there. It's, it's to build the suspense. And then you, and then you opened up the manual (laughs) and you go, uh, oh, black button, hold to run. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I usually I have a smart ass comment to make, um, but I think the only thing I said was, well, well, see how far I got without running. See? Oh <laughs> yeah, it was you tried to kind mm-hmm. of save your your behind there, but uh, I had you, I got you. Mm. So yeah, so I beat Fatal Frame without running. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. And uh, oh, it it sounds like you uh, triggered some of the guards. Oh, that's nasty. You've got archers uh, shooting uh, lightning bolts. Um, not lightning bolts, lightning arrows at you, which are the most annoying. To- Beautiful headshot, hon. Thank you. Shoot this guy in the face. There you go. She just scored two um, uh, headshots in a row, which one shot of them. Oh, see, that's what happened. When you get shot with a lightning or uh, lightning arrows, it actually makes you drop a weapon or sometimes both your weapon and your shield. I'm also not wearing the appropriate gear for this. Isn't there? Oh, right there. No, that's the water one. There you go. That's a lightning resistant one, right? Now I'm not sure if that prevents, uh, yeah, it, 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 it prevents you from dropping the weapon. Also like cuts some of the damage down, which is good. Ooh, nope. never mind. I, I thought it, uh, prevents you from, from I didn't mean the to do this. I already beat this area, but so there's some a concept. I don't know if we talked about Blood Moon last yes, we time. Did. Yep. But everything resets. Everything so regenerated. It's really annoying. So now she has to. It's like a whole. Uh, oh geez, they're just sniping around you. You got to get that one. Yeah, I know, honey. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. You got it. Nice. Good shot. So now it was two on one. Now she's just got one more. Oh nope, too close to the uh, barrier. Oh, you shot him in the knee. <laughs> he took an arrow to the knee. Oh, that's an Speaking old... of that, is Sky- I think Skyrim's coming out for the Switch. It's already out for the Switch. I remember I was uh, looking in, um, uh, I think it was Target the other day, and I was like, this will make another great gift. But I was like, eh, you know, we've already got like way too much. And, and for you to have Skyrim on the Switch, and you think you, you're oh, already geez. unproductive enough or you waste enough time, can you imagine having Skyrim on the Switch? Oh my goodness. I mean, I have, we have it on Xbox, and I think I also have it on Steam. It just seems excessive to have the same game for three platforms, but it's that good of a game. I'm a huge Skyrim fan. The thing with Skyrim, too, I remember you were, um, the, a few days ago when you were playing Zelda, you, you said that after you, brought your, you bought your house, you said, ooh, I, I picked a bunch of flowers from outside, and I, and I kind of dropped them around, like, inside the room, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, ooh, to check it out. I, I think I decorated my room. And I go, uh, I don't know, hon. I think every blood moon or whatever, or when you save, it clears that stuff out. And you're like, no. And you went back to your room and you're like, you had sad panda face. Yep, it was gone. So I think that's a miss. <laughs> I would have liked them to have left uh, the ability for you to actually just drop things in there and save things. Because you do have limited inventory mm. in the game, which is frustrating. But obviously it's frustrating by design because it's it's the way it should be or the way they wanted it to be. 
The other, the, the reason why I brought that specific mechanic up is because in Skyrim, if you drop something, it stays there. Oh yeah, I mean you could have some. <laughs> but that's the mechanic. But but here's the other thing too. It takes a lot of, I guess, uh, um, uh, processing strength or memory in the system in order to keep track of every single thing that you drop or you leave behind. You know, uh, lightning arrow. Did you just break? Oh, no, no, no. I thought you broke your axe on, on that pack of bees that was attacking. <laughs> um, so in Zelda, I think that's how they save a lot of, uh, you know, uh, gaming requirements and like memory requirements by kind of like letting stuff, in this case, disappear or mm -hmm. go away. So, yeah, you could leave a bunch of stuff behind in your house, but then like the game will probably like crash or slow down. And to be fair, the Skyrim load screens are way longer than mm -hmm. uh, Zelda. And it's probably, oh, look at that. Oh, you won, you, you shot him in the head and like, he still doesn't see you. Oh, uh-oh, now he sees you. You shot him in the head and it only, oh, what is it, took away half of his energy. I think these are just bigger, like better monsters nowadays. I don't know if it's, I'm in a more advanced area or. Well, at least you cleared everyone out. Yeah, wasn't really my intention, but. I could have. I should have got the Moblin mask, right? Yeah, uh, well, you you could have, or the Zalfos mask, but in this case, you're doing very well. Thank you. And she's, and you can you can tell by the delay in 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 her answer that she's focused. So focused. And once again, this is what Jess is doing is really fucking hard to do. She's like like when I said, "Oh, look, one shot, one shot," and as we're talking, you know. To be able to hold a coherent conversation and not only that, but a podcast conversation and to hold everyone's attention, which uh, you're doing very well, honey. Oh, thank you. As far as holding the uh, our 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 listeners in uh, what's the term enraptured or something, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to use big words here, and it's way, way late at night. It's not going to happen. And uh, in any case, to be able to talk and to think and to play video games all at the same time and to perform well in two things at the same time is is always I. My, I, I tip my hat to you. Oh, so, thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel like this is the only appropriate time where me as a, an adult can say, playing video games. It's an important <laughs> part of what I need to do this week. <laughs> it's essential for the needs of the, the podcast. And uh, we have New Year's coming up for everyone. So, I guess another little. I, I, I guess we could we, we could start mentioning it. Um, what's everyone doing? Is everyone getting their resolutions ready? Is everyone getting their, uh, you know, gym memberships or brand new gym memberships ready to go? Oh, oh. I don't, I'm not a believer in New Year's resolutions. Why is that? Because I think if you need a day to, to say, you know, I'm going to work on myself, that you're like doomed to fail from the outset. Do you think it's just because like, I don't know about you, but you, I was never really explicitly, you're never really explicitly taught in, in grade school about goal setting. No, you're not. I, I, you're, you're, I remember like a few of the grades, maybe like every other grade, and depending on the, your homeroom teacher, they would give you like a, uh, um, an assignment book where you're supposed to write down what your homework is, is supposed mm -hmm. to be for that day or something like that. But you know, by the end like of the first week or something, that, that book just becomes a mess with little like, whatever the S things or like little box games that you've drawn or doodles, you know? Well, I actually wrote down my homework or else I wouldn't have remembered it, but apparently <laughs> I know what you did now. 
I mean, I did write it down, but there's a difference between writing down like what you had to do like that night versus writing your goals and planning and planning shit out like much further in advance. Oh, I would agree. I I, uh, never wrote goals down until I was an adult because I didn't didn't know how to do it. I didn't know that it was a thing. Yeah. So in other words, it's my long winded way of saying that like unless you actively sought out how to set goals or to plan all that shit out or like why that's important. It's kind of like, as you said, like new year's resolutions in that case are kind of pointless because, well, it it also depends on the type of person. Some people can just say, I'm going to do this and they'll do it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain, everyone who's out there knows someone or hopefully knows uh, someone maybe even gets annoyed by that person where where they're like, you know what, this year I'm just going to, um, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And then they do it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, they, that's just the type of person out there. When they say like, oh, I'm going to do this. They, 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 they put their mind to it. They stick to it. And, and it's done. Versus you can have someone that's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Here's my, here's the, the plan. I have everything laid out. Doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's, it's definitely something where at least for me, for me, um, that uh, goal setting was something that I had to be taught had to be, I had to like learn about it and to find out like why certain methods of it worked for me versus didn't, you know? So who taught you goal setting or where did you learn it eventually? The really big one was, uh, at my, uh, first real computing job mm-hmm. and Ryan, um, recommended that book, uh, to me, uh, time management for system administrators. Mm-hmm. And at first you're just thinking this is only for, you know, like, uh, I, I mean, it was for uh, like tech in a sense for a system administrator, but a, there's a lot of like principles and uh, generalities in that book that applies to anything that you do, especially the part about like prioritization, the part about, you know, staying consistent and to never have a, uh, what, what do they call it? The never ending list of doom, mm. you know? So those are like higher level concepts, probably people who have, who are very planner savvy, um, understand exactly what I'm talking about. And if I just mentioned those concepts to you and you're like, huh, what are you talking about? It's probably a, a sign that you could, you could, uh, read a little more about, uh, uh, planning and, and, and setting goals. Oh, and she spoke. I, I, I oh, was wait, I was waiting for Jess to to give her feedback, but she's fighting a Lozalfos. And it's purple, who, which means it's, it's oh, jeez. Who's purple? It, it seems to be a, a, it has a sword and shield, so that this is a little more fancy as far as the combat. And he and he hops around and he dodges, and he has a little archer friend. How do I dodge? What's I don't remember. That? Lock onto him and then like hold the directional stick away and jump. I think and, and part of my issue flip. is I need a one-hander because the two-handers are way too slow for this. Yeah, that's a two-hander as well, too, hun. Gosh darn it. Do you have... Uh, use the Master Sword. Use the Master Sword. Okay. There we go. I can use the Master Sword. Nice. Boom. That's it. Woohoo! Yahtzee. So, uh, I think you were about to say something about um, goals or like when you first encountered me when remember I, I was very psyched to show you all the stuff i was learning about uh that book and i time think i management. actually even read that book <laughs> there were definite concepts i think i'm guessing and i could be wrong that most people who learn about goal setting 
probably learn it from their first job or in one of their earlier jobs and then find a method that they like and, mm-hmm. you know, use it for the rest of their lives. But I, it's kind of along those things like, you know, economics and uh, not balancing a checkbook, but whatever the, the modern day balancing of a checkbook is, there are just things that they should teach you in school that will help you with life that they don't. And mm-hmm. they meaning, I don't know, the education system or it's not just part of the curriculum. It's not what, you know, they're asked to do. But I know that there's a lot of different concepts about how to goal set. So I've, you know, been taught goal setting a couple of different ways from a couple of different people. So obviously professionally, you have your professional goals and year end goals and reviews of those goals and things of that nature. So there's always been that aspect of like, okay, what do I need to do today, this week, next month, next three months, year end, and planning that out. So you achieve whatever you need to basically at the end of the year for we get a good performance review and hopefully, you know, do well there. I've also been taught goal setting. So I, Lulu, not, not, yeah, Lululemon has uh, brand ambassadors who uh, I've had the pleasure of sitting in on a session or two from them about how to goal set and they do a, a visual goal setting. So where you would create a map and uh, what is the map where it looks like a spider web and as you mind uh, map, a mind map type exercise as well as, you know, do more of this, do less of this. And have like a plan of a one year, five year, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I found that to be helpful too. I think I could be better about writing my goals down, but I think I have them generally in my head, which, you know, by, by just the nature of us probably makes my path to them a little less efficient, <laughs> but uh, I generally, I do okay, but I do try to always keep them in mind because I think that uh, it's necessary to kind of have a little of a filling life is to, uh, Make sure you know what you want from life and where you got to go. Life's Use your short. shield here, hon. Oh, I didn't know. She's up against Octoroks. Use your shield. Just, just hold your shield. I need to eat. I'm going <laughs> to die. Um, I also apologize if you hear any type of like uh, microphone buzz or anything. We actually have an, uh, a modified setup for, for today's podcast because we have company coming over uh, the next day. The, our podcast studio, <coughs> dining room table, uh, is all nice and uh, made up for company. So we moved a lot of the stands and everything over to the couch. And I don't know whether it's an electrical thing or a grounding thing. So if there's a buzz, I apologize. But that'll be out soon enough. So anyway, you, 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 you guys love us, right? You love us not for, our, our, for the buzz or for the sound quality, but for uh, what, we, what we actually say. You want to hear about Jess headshotting some... Um, some monsters from afar. And by the way, during that whole time where she's talking about explaining goals, she headshot at like three monsters in a row. That, which is again extremely impressive. That she's holding this almost like TED Talk style advice giving, and at the same time is playing a video game <laughs> and doing uh, proficiently well <laughs> at it. I'm I'm multi talented. Mm, multitasking too. Multitasking. I had a friend I had posted once. Uh, about crocheting a blanket so before warren was born i was crocheting him a blanket and she was like i didn't know you crocheted and i was like i didn't really know either i mean i do but there are sort of those things where you don't realize that you can do them until you do do them and then uh apparently this is a new skill of mine i'm a crocheting <laughs> video game podcast talking mm-hmm. lady <laughs> lady <laughs> And um, the reason why I was bringing up, you know, New Year's resolutions and asking uh, 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 you, the listener, what are you doing with your resolutions? I think what we we're going to try a theme, maybe, maybe a bit of uh, uh, 
when it comes to the to the midweek podcasts, probably uh, a bit of a challenge. I think I was laying this idea out to you, right? Hmm. It was something about just talking about general, I, I don't know, whether it be resolutions or goal setting, uh, something of the sort. We do that for, let's say, the, the next few weeks, let's say for the month. And depending on some type of feedback we get from users, whether it be we uh, uh, solicit it on the website or on the pages. Users, you mean listeners? That yes. a little bit of work talk creeping oh, in? Sorry. Um, that uh, it's basically a challenge and people uh, give their uh, listeners, give their, their feedback on it. Uh, I, I don't know. We're, we're going to uh, lay out a bit more of what the concept is, but basically at the end, and this is, we'll, we'll perk everyone's ears up. There's a prize. We will give something away. We're, we, we've yet to determine what that will be, mm. but that is to go synonymous with the theme of new years and resolutions and new beginnings. So what so. do you think? I think it's in generally the, I think you even said so like the concept is right. We just have to execute it somehow. Yeah. And I think it'll depend upon, you know, what we think is beneficial or what people would be interested. I mean, I think I'm not a fan of the challenges that are around like weight loss and things or Mm-mm. like being fit, but I think Mm-mm. potentially there might be ones that are more. I've, yeah. I, I always have my, uh, my opinions on that as well too. Like uh, like a one month uh, weight loss challenge, because at that point, Oh, look at you. You are. <laughs> Apparently I'm supposed to kill him. I don't know. It's a giant. Oh yeah. But there's no health meter on him. Why not? Because I don't think it's... Oh, no. You, you got a, a quarter of his energy down. And here we go. So she's fighting a Hinox, which is like a really big ogre-looking guy. And uh, the weak spot is uh, it's two things. You have to shoot it in... It, it's like a Cyclops as well, too. You have to shoot it in the eye. It'll, it'll, it'll shock it. It'll like off-balance it, and he'll sit down. And then as he's stunned, she has to strike it in its knees or something. Oh, here we go. Oh, look at that. 50% of your energy gone. Ow. So this is going to be another test for Jess of, uh, I'll do a lot of the talking so you can focus. Uh, there is a lot of avoiding that she has to do and she has to shoot a arrow on the run. Nice. Use your melee weapon. Hit him in the feet. Nope. You see how that ankle is protected? You have to hit him in the other ankle. See that? Oh, come on. Yeah. And that's why I'm here to make sure you don't keep a... So, yeah, so there's an avoidance strategy. She has to run away to keep away. Um, And at the same time, as she's running, she's actually running and shooting at the same time. He picked up a tree. He picked up a freaking tree. And he's going to try to whack you with that tree. Let me turn up the, the, the volume so people can get that sense of the urgency. Oh, the sorry, that, that, you that's, mean my <laughs> voice is not enough? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh, you whacked on. it. Well, oh. you got to keep moving. And to be fair, you're also in uh, stealth gear, so it's like less defense. Oh, well, you shouldn't. <sighs> I don't have to say anything. You're the one who's uh, playing here. Maybe, oh, monster. maybe some better attack gear. I don't know. <coughs> you hear this backseat Zelda in? Backseat parenting, which is the theme of the podcast. Oh, I, I also think that's another thing we were we were talking about. Probably moving out of the comedy uh, uh, categorization for the podcast, moving into something a little more. Uh, what is it? Culture, personal lifestyle. journal, lifestyle. I don't know. Why am I so bad at aiming? Uh, it's you're under pressure. 
Oh, oh. he's covering his face. What a dick. Oh, he's... What a dick. <laughs> We're going to still keep this podcast explicit, though, right? Yes. Okay. Wait till he picks up a tree again. Oh. Oh, get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. No, no. That was only three hearts away. But you're actually doing really well. He's down to, like, it looks like only uh, uh, 15% energy left. Oh, come on. I'm just a really bad shot. No, you, you, that was actually a really good shot, but you were, you were uh, uh, accounting for, like, the arrow arc. And you were actually really close, so there's no arc to it. Mm. Nice. Hit him in the... Oh, nice, 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 nice. You're almost there. Run, run, run. Run, run, run. Nice. Oh, uh, climb... Oh, you can't climb on the rock. Oh. Oh, he's almost dead. Got him. In your face. <laughs> so, yeah, they made this fight more challenging because... Um, Oh, I think you made the fight challenging for yourself because it was during uh, a rainstorm. So you couldn't climb the rocks and then jump off of them and use your bullet time to uh, hit his uh, eye with the bullet time. Apparently that's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's, it's something you can do. Mm. But you, you pulled it off very well. You only had to recover a few times with uh, some food. But there we go. I think that's a good note to, to end the podcast on as well, too, of uh, Jess. Look at that. There was like two high-pressure situations that we documented. One with the Guardian and the, and you having to be perfect with the the laser parry, mm -hmm. which you did. And then here you you took down a Hinox. So, um, everyone, that's a that's a pretty good... Uh, Am I a video gamer now? You've always been a video gamer. You know Aww, this. Oh, that's the Come sweetest on. thing you've said to me all day. <laughs> um, so, that pretty much does it for the midweek podcast mm -hmm. we hope everyone has enjoyed yet another kind of a bit of documentation of uh the legend of zelda uh breath of the wild if you haven't picked up the game already i highly recommend it it's one of those games you just got to play in order to experience it and it's one of the best titles you will uh, uh ever yeah, I encounter think it's, it's one of the best titles on this i mean if not if, the as best. far as on yeah. the nintendo yeah and um oh, other things coming up i don't know i'm starting to lose it as far as my concentration so we got we got we got an emmy award-winning producer coming up mm -hmm. and we have uh doctor uh, doctor of psychology so doctor of psychology who lived in, not, Co in, not, not, in that per not in that particular order it's either. the opposite order so we got dr opposite tim order. lived in korea doctor of psychology is gonna be great and then we have allison emmy award i think three time two time she has three an time. emmy three i touched time. it it's beautiful oh yeah i have i held it too we'll, we'll put a pic picture up of us holding that emmy <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but they'll be up soon. Our friends are much cooler than we are. We <laughs> promise. And, um, in any case, uh, this will hopefully be released before New Year's. If I can get, make sure that, uh, iTunes properly, you know, um, has it in their feed. And if not, I'll have to do another, you know, support request, which is always fun on the weekends. Any case, everyone have a wonderful, safe Happy New Year, and we will talk to you soon enough. And oh, yeah, stay tuned also for that special uh, New Year's countdown episode or highlight episode. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Bye. <laughs>